You know, it seems to be happening much faster than any of us thought possible. That is, you know, approaching normalcy. People are going out again. We're talking about everybody showing up for the Rangers game this past weekend. Retail sales were so much stronger than everybody thought they were going to be. Maybe this bodes well for retail. Maybe it's not all going to disappear. I tell you who knows, Herb Weitzman, he's executive chairman of the Weitzman team. He's founded one of the state's largest commercial real estate firms. They've got retail leasing and in development and property management. And uh, Herb White's been joined just right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, David. So, so tell me, uh, what's it like out there? Did you did you lose that many of your tenants? Well, we brought back ninety nine percent of the tenants. Really? Yes. And we had thirteen hundred out of about thirty five hundred tenants in our management portfolio. Uh, thirteen hundred asked for help, and David, we worked with about ten people for the full year, you know, meeting from sunup to sundown with those people personally. And we helped them. We would not let them go out of business. Some were discouraged, some had no capital left, but we kept them in business through deferments. And in some instances, no rent at all. We just were not gonna let anybody, you know, go broke because we know from, uh, from experience that once we get through these cycles, they come back strong. And we help these retailers who really, they support a family out of these stores. And we just wanted to help them. And now they're paying back the deferments through this year. And we're doing very well with it. So what, there has to be change out of this. I mean, I, I, after 9-11, there were all sorts of changes to security and everything else. Here, it seems like people may have changed some of their buying habits. They're, uh, I, Maybe they're they're less reluctant to buy online or drive by and pick things up. Are, are you seeing more demand for pickup areas or drive-through windows? Well, what what's really uh, proven up very strong is the open-air centers, and the malls didn't have the convenience, and the malls were getting hit by the internet directly anyway because of all the apparel. So, the open-air centers, which have the grocery stores and which have the drug stores and which have the stores that, you know, would even the, even the tenants in these store in these centers would, op- would offer curbside service. The owners, I was in store after store where the owner would bring the merchandise out to customers to the car when they drove up. But curbside has really proven to be a phenomenal thing with the grocery stores. And really it saved so many of the restaurants where the restaurant shut down because no one could come in. You know, now one of the big trends, you know, was pe- were people eating on the patios. I would go to a patio and not go into a restaurant. Inside, inside the restaurants were empty during this period, but people would go sit on the patio. But what was great is the fact, the fact that they could order digitally, you know, or, and, and they'd pick it up at right. the store and take it home. And you think that's, that's going to stay around? That that is a big change. And that stays with us. That is a big change. What about names coming to town? I'm beginning to see a few names, in particular of reference, maybe a couple of retailers that hadn't operated in this area before. Are we we getting some new names to pick up some of the slack? We had about 4 million feet went vacant in 2020 with the pandemic. We had 12 million feet vacant going into the pandemic. We always have 
you know, about 5% right. uh, to 6%, you know, vacant. We have 200 million feet in Dallas, DFW. So we lost 4 million feet of retail. The first quarter of this year, there was a carryover because typically after the end of the year, companies file for bankruptcy or close stores after they go through the Christmas season. Because they want to make it through the holidays. So we picked up another 2 million feet. So now we're up to about 18 million feet of vacancy. So what's happening? People are coming back very strong to the re- to retail stores, particularly the ones in the neighborhoods. And these centers are leasing up. You know, restaurants deals are being made right and left, you know, in second generation spaces. And people are just out shopping. You go look on a, a Saturday and a Sunday, it's, it's packed, but the stores are doing good. Our sales in restaurants are up 18 to 22% across the board, you know, and we saw sales in March and April this year. We go back every month. We have a management meeting. We look at sales for the last four years and we compare it month to month and just comping March and April. Those are the highest months in sales going back four years. Wow. March was the highest since 2017, and April was the highest since 2017. You know, what, one of the things I'd heard, one of the things I'd heard was that these, a lot of these big box retailers, um, and especially the ones that are in the malls, are going are finding out they don't need as big a box, and that they are, that they're downsizing. Are we going to see sort of an evolution back to the back to the smaller retailers do you think uh not really uh, i think the 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 junior category boxes that you're talking about uh they never had stronger balance sheets it's really those that made the changes and adapted that are here today many companies this is about 55 60 major retail bankruptcies and many of those stores you know, closed for good, like Pier 1, you know, and some of those. Others, you know, cleaned up th- their, their balance sheet, uh, like Neiman's did, and they were able to get out of a lot of debt, and they're going to be fine and go on and make changes. But what happens is, is that if you didn't have a digital platform, you better get one quick. So, so what happened is, is the digital platform mixed with the brick and mortar, you know, is is where the future is in retailing. So you need to have both. Who, yes. But I mean, who are the companies that are coming along to pick up the space that Pier One, for example, had to walk away? Well, uh, we just made a deal, for example, in Pier One out in South Lake with uh, Saint Bernard's. Saint Bernard's took fourteen thousand uh, foot stores. You know, it's out of Inwood Village. Right. It's uh, it's it's winter clothing. It's ski wear. Uh, it's a wonderful store, and they took. You know, not only the Pier 1 space, but some adjacent space. And it's a be- going to be a beautiful, it's under construction right now. It's going to be a beautiful 14,000 square foot store. Um, in another space where, uh, you know, we lost a cowboy store, you know, that was in one of the centers. And we put in uh, Top Fitness, which is a beautiful uh, equipment space, about 6,000 feet. And and then, you know, in another center, uh, you know, cons you know, end up taking two spaces put together, you know, part of, part of Burke's and part of, uh, Fally's, Fally, uh, uh, I forget the name of the other store, but it combined to make a 40,000 foot store and the, and, and the cons went in that. Yeah. In other words, up in, uh, the mall in Denton, 
uh, Sears closed up. Well, 41,000 feet went to Cons, and 75,000 feet of the store went to Floor Decor. It's under construction right now. Wow. See, so so there there are there's movement all over, and then when you get into the smaller stores that you're talking about, those you know thousand foot to three thousand feet, there's so many categories, David, and they're filling them up from service. See, so many of these are 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 the retail expansion today is largely internet resistant, you know, and. It remains, you know, it's, it, it, it ranges from grocery stores to restaurants to gyms to services to entertainment. And so all these uses are coming back. So you, you operate all over the state. I mean, Dallas, yeah. Fort Worth, Austin, Houston, San Antonio. That's um, are, are all the areas at, at coming back at about the same level? Pretty much. Pretty much. Mm. No Dallas softness is, anywhere? Dallas is the biggest market in the country with its $200 million. Houston's about $168 million. And then it gets down, you know, San Antonio's 45 million. Austin's about 60 million. So, you know, those are like, there's more retail in Austin than there is in San Antonio just because of the uh, spendable income that's in, that's in Austin right. compared to San Antonio. And the end migration, I mean, we still have more and more people moving in here, which obviously is affecting population. But I would think it also would affect the buying habits. They must bring some, some new demands with them. Yes, and that's a that's a big factor in in retail sales and the growth, and what what you've seen is very little. We've we've had an anemic uh, new construction program for about the last three or four years. So the the lowest that we've had in 25 years for new retail space. So look how good that is for the for the market. There's a lot of vacancy out there, but if you've got the the good locations, you're gonna you're gonna lease it up because of the in-migration of people and the, and the densification that's taking place in, in DFW. Well, it's it's good to hear that many of your tenants made it. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. A year ago, I, I I would have guessed half that number, but I, this is great news. Herb Weitzman's executive chairman of the Weitzman's team, and Weitzman team, and you see you see his name all over town, all over spaces, although not as many vacant spaces as there used to be. It's good to have you with us. Thank you, thank you, David. Thanks a I'll lot. For more of our conversation with Mr. Weitzman, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.